0: The Fitness Hacks podcast, episode 41. Today, we're joined by Danny Almeida of Original
1: Strength. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks podcast by Redefining Strength. Breaking down fitness and the fitness business with some of the best names in the industry. And here are your hosts, Corey Lefkowitz and Ryan Heenan. I just want to
2: feel good. I don't... don't... I don't want to just look sexy I want to feel sexy I want to be able to move sexy or I I don't want to look strong I just I want to be strong from the inside out mentally and physically
1: when you focus on what you're good at and you work hard you're presented with opportunities and Danny touches on that today how she claims she fell into original strength and a lot of times along your journey you're going to be presented with opportunities and things that you might not expect but when you put in the hard work and the preparation you're able to then take those opportunities and run with them
0: she talks about the importance of laying your ego aside and keeping it simple
1: and really focusing on what you're good at. So let's jump right into it with Danny. Danny, welcome to the show. Can you tell us about your background and your fitness journey and what led to your passion for fitness?
2: Yeah, sure. So I started as a volleyball player. Um, and. Volleyball really taught me a lot about uh, just kind of what my body was capable of, how to, you know, just really, really built me as a more confident individual at the time. And as I got into volleyball, I started getting injured a lot and then I started to, um, want to make sure that I wasn't injured anymore. And so I kept training hard and, um, you know, all I cared about was getting into college. And so as I started training more, I started learning more about, um, how to take care of my body and, um, how to get stronger so that as even though I was injured and I wasn't the tallest volleyball player, I could, um, you know, perform at a, at a higher level still with all the really tall girls around me. So, um, I decided I was going to do athletic training, ended up, didn't want to do athletic training in college, went to sports management route in college, played volleyball in college at a D2 school up in the mountains of North Carolina. And um kind of started to focus more on the sports management and business side, getting into the fitness a little bit. I got certified as a personal trainer while I was in college. And uh, after I graduated college, I got a job right away as the director of campus recreation at our university. And it gave me the opportunity to um get involved with sports, but also really dive into the fitness side, um, and develop some programs. And then all of a sudden I got this opportunity that I might be able to teach at the university. um, when I, if I got my master's degree, so I, I went back and I was like, okay, I'll go get my master's degree in exercise science and I'll teach people how to become coaches and personal trainers. Well, I ended up leaving that job before I ended up deciding to teach, um, and landed a spot in a larger corporate fitness facility as a fitness director, managing 22 professionals. And I just, I realized that very quickly, I did not want to be in the commercial uh, industry. And I went on to then start my own training business um, at a smaller scale studio, which led into where I'm at now. Uh, So now I am... I'm a small business owner with two companies with original strength and original strength Institute. And they both kind of feed off of each other, but happened almost kind of as a thing we, we fell into. Um, but it's, it's been super fun. Um, but honestly, you know, I got in, I got into fitness just because of the ability for you to just really develop as a person and to discover your, your confidence and what you're, what you're able to do. And, and, just in general that I believe that that movement and fitness and taking care of yourself, uh, is the best natural prescription to so many health woes. Um, and you know, it's just, I honestly, I I know people think I'm nuts, but you know, someone says, Oh, I'm feeling, you know, I'm just feeling kind of, you know, tired today, or I've, I've got a headache and I'm like, well, have you, have you tried this? Like, you know, have you tried just going out for a walk today or, you know, whatever it is, I just, I, Uh, I've had family members dealing with anxiety and depression and seen so many great um, opportunities once they started moving just for them to feel better. That was a lot of words at once.
0: (laughs) It was great. And I I totally agree. Movement really is the key to so many different things. And so often, you know, we we get down, we get depressed, we, you know, feel bad, we don't move. And what we really need to do is move. But I have to, I have to ask, what do you mean you fell into something? Because honestly, (laughs) like it, it actually really makes sense. And I can see a lot of times in my own life where I've fallen into something and it's not that you didn't work hard to get it, but I'm just curious as to what that means. You fell into original strength.
2: Yeah. So um, you know, like I said, I I had did the commercial thing and then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna start my own thing. So I started doing some personal training uh here in North Carolina, just at a small studio. And about six months after that, my husband and I decided we're gonna move to this little tiny town. It's about 35 minutes away from where I was. Um, and I decided I I didn't want to keep training at the location I was at. So I I had heard about, um, basically I heard about this guy that my husband worked with. He's a firefighter. His name is Tim Anderson. And he was a firefighter with my husband who had just left his full-time firefighter job to start up a gym in Fuqua, Reno, which is where we live. And one day I'm driving down the street and I'm thinking, Hey, you know, I really do need to find a place to train. And I, I come across this really tiny sign. And when I say it's a tiny sign, guys, it's like, A foot long and it's like, you know, way, way off of the street. Like no one would, no one's ever called this sign, uh, called, called this number on the sign, but it's Tim's gym. And, um, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I can find a place to train my clients. So I I called the sign, called the number on the sign. It's Tim Anderson, who I did not know that I had that connection with through my husband. So just kind of happened to, to go into that, that route. And, um, Tim and I just kind of clicked really quickly. And, uh, we both kind of started training and had, you know, kind of a similar mindset as far as the way that we did things. And I would, I would watch, you know, Tim training, um, and doing weird stuff like crawling around on the ground and rolling around and, and, and like literally like dunking cold water all over himself. And, uh, and this was like, you know, five or so, five or six years ago. Um, and, uh, like carrying rocks around and dragging chains behind him. I'm like, this is different. This is different than what I've done. I've, I crawled, but he's a weirdo. Um, but you know, all of a sudden, like things started happening. He had, he had just started writing, becoming bulletproof. Uh, he had just written becoming bulletproof, uh, which is one of our first books that we put out with original strength. And, um, he taught me all about original strength right there. And basically all of a sudden, like things just kind of exploded. Like, so when I say I fell into it, I fell into, uh, essentially the arms of, uh, Tim Anderson and original strength. Uh, and, uh, we decided to start building that company and building that brand and, and getting it out to as many people as possible. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I literally just called a number on a sign and everything just fell into place. I I cannot explain it any further than that. Um, But.
0: But you put yourself out there and you took a risk and you were willing to experiment and learn. And I mean, just all throughout, you you took a risk to, to find something that you really enjoyed. You know, you started in one career, you went to another, you weren't afraid to say this isn't for me. And it, it, it is all those little steps. And when you fall into it, it's because you're putting yourself out there constantly for new opportunities. And even then being willing to learn from Tim was like a big thing because like so often in the fitness industry, we see something weird and different. We go, that person's crazy. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But instead, you are open to it and you learn more about it so that you could help him build and you too could come up with original strength and create this great thing that's now helping people all across the globe.
2: It, i Yes, you're right. I, I <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, one of our one of our big things that we preach to others and that we preach to our staff is to uh, kind of lay our ego aside daily and always be open, like open minded to learn from other people. And and I guess now that you say it like that, I guess that's exactly what we were doing from the start. So that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, Tim has influenced me so heavily as far as um, just just everything uh goes so as far as the way that he trains um is you know sometimes sometimes I'll be saying things and I don't remember if those are actually my words or if that was something that Tim said so we're so um <laughs> I am so heavily influenced by him so You just took him and
0: made him better it's okay <laughs>
2: I, I try to support him as much as possible, so that's that's kind of my role is is to help uh, help grow and you know help get him in his front of in front of as many people as we can to help kind of spread the mission of original strength, which uh, is to change the world through movement. So, however we can do that, we we want to be out there moving the world.
1: <laughs> We've had a lot of people on the show that took a similar route where they went. To a corporate gym first before they transitioned into ultimately what they ended up doing, and a lot of them learned some good lessons along the way. Was there anything that you learned that was beneficial starting at the big box gym?
2: Oh, you know, um, I'm trying to think. You know, honestly, I've I've kind of always my I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so I I kind of always knew that I. I wanted to do things, um, and be able to run a business the way that I wanted to. Now, um, I know that I've also know that there's not, that's not always the right time or season in your life to do that. And you need more education to do that. Um, so when I had first got started, I, because I oversaw so many, um, personal trainers, uh, I learned that there's a lot of different ways to do things. I learned that, uh, everybody everybody thinks that their way is is ultimately the number one way a lot of times in this industry. Um, I also learned a ton about, I, I'm trying to say this politely. Um, I, I learned a lot about sales and that, uh, you know, sometimes there's settings where, um, where you, basically I had to make a decision if, if I cared, uh, more about the person than their dollar and what their their value their dollar worth was, which is was very easy for me to make because the company that I was working for was very heavily um, valuing that dollar. They didn't care about the individual, um, and so working in there uh, really taught me how to how to how to value a customer and a client and how to connect with people. Uh, and that's probably one of the biggest things that's helped our, our fitness facility here, our gym OS Institute. That's probably one of our biggest things is that we see people, we talk to people, we've connected with people, we care about people and it's not a, it's not a. Dollar amount. They, I don't see a dollar price on their head. I see them. I see their needs. I see their wants. I don't know if that answered that question, but
0: <laughs> no, it totally did. And I think that's such a great point. You know, so often trainers think I'll just take on anybody because I just need clients to survive. And the thing is, is if you're taking on people that you can't actually help, that you know, you won't work well with. You're, you're not going to get them the results they want. So they're not going to be happy and you're not going to be able to build your business. So it's really a two way street. You need to be able to help the person so that they get the results they deserve because you, you do honestly go into this industry to help people, but that also helps you build your business in return when you're getting people the results that they need and they want. And it helps you like prevent burnout because if you're helping people that you're not enjoying helping and they're not getting the results, you're all going to be unhappy.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I want to work with people that want to be there that I don't have to convince and, and sell to be there. Cause ultimately those are the people that are going to be the most heavily invested. Granted, I, I want to help everybody. And, and there are some people that need a little bit of an extra, um, encouragement, you know, obviously, but, um, you know, the, the people that want to be there are going to be the people that, that continue to, to, to see the best results that continue to talk about your business, to help you grow your business. um, They're going to be the the most valuable and they're going to turn into really important people probably in your life too.
0: You mentioned that you helped Tim get in front of people, but you have a great wealth of knowledge yourself. You're a great trainer. I've loved looking at your different Instagrams of flows and all the different stuff. You have so much to share. What have you been doing to put yourself out there and build your personal business as well?
2: Thanks. Um, <laughs> so it's really hard for me to think about separating myself from, uh, from my, from the business as far as original strength and original strength Institute. Uh, but you know, I, so I, I do have a quite a, few, uh, a handful of, um, personal training clients here in Fuquay, uh, as well as I, I coach small group sessions, and I uh, have an online client base as well. But, you know, right now um, I've actually been pulling myself back from a little bit more of the hands-on coaching uh, and helping to grow the business side of things. So that's really where my focus has been more so recently. Um, I I do love to to get out to the workshops and instruct other coaches uh, as well as, you know, put some information out for the flows. And those are fun for me. I do that every day. Um you know, I I think that I really think that movement heals and I think that people connect by seeing people move. And I don't really feel like a lot of times I keep things really simple. So there are things that, you know, um, anyone can do now, not, not necessarily everything I'm doing is, is completely, you know, replicable. I, I had a 89 year old client this morning and I, I really like working with special populations and, you know, he's, he, he wants to be able to do all the same things that I'm doing in the video. And honestly, this guy, he can. And, um, I, I think, uh, I think that's the biggest thing is just kind of, I, I do get out there. Um, I, my biggest way to kind of grow my personal business is I just network with people. I love on people. Um, and you know, I, I, I do like to play up the social media, uh, <laughs> quite a bit. I, I enjoy putting those little stories together in the flows. So
0: even growing original strength, there's so many different aspects to running a business. What would be your, what would be the things you focus on the most? Do you think in a day on like growing original strength?
2: Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> probably my main focus is on setting up workshops and then filling up workshops. Uh, so we you know, we, we generally have, you know, workshops all over the place. And, um, We believe that one of the best ways for us to, you know, help get the content out there is to get it into the hands of professionals. Now, whether that's coaches and, um, personal trainers and stuff like that, to uh, healthcare professionals. Like two weeks ago, we went in and did a um, a workshop for physical therapists for about 50 physical therapists in Baltimore. Uh, so we're kind of trying to really get into those industries so that we can directly help professionals reach their clientele better. Um, so that's really where my main focus has been, uh, just kind of setting these processes in place and helping support and make these things happen. Um, and then just trying to learn the language. I, I feel like some of the time, uh, you know the industry the industry is changing and that now people are are more interested in movement and feeling better versus just getting pounded into the ground but you still have a lot of people that think that they need to be pounded into the ground and that fitness and and health and looking good and feeling good is just you know getting beat up and feeling crappy and that that's a good workout and um so trying to kind of uh take something like original strength and pressing reset, you know, these are simple movements that are based off of things we did as babies, um, that anybody can do, you know, they might not seem super sexy. And so trying to make it a little sound sexy, uh, to kind of fit the, the markets, you know, the demand as far as what people think they want versus what they actually need. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, Got to ramble on? Too no, that, much. that totally
0: makes sense. I was actually going to say that's like a great point because we've talked with a lot of different people on the podcast. And a lot of times it's, you know, not just who you want to work with and not just what you know they need, but it's it's speaking to people where they're currently at because they might not realize they really need what you're giving them if you don't say it in a way that connects with them. So I think that's like such a great point that as professionals, we have this responsibility to give our clients what they need, but also meet them where they're at.
2: Yeah. So our, our motto is, is we start where you are. So, you know, we, there's a quote by Arthur Ashe, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And every single thing we do, if every, every single person I work with is, is always start where you are. Um, and it's just, just keep it simple. So, uh, yeah, big, that's, that's like probably one of our number one underlying things is just, just start where you are.
1: And you have some other big, exciting projects coming up? Do you want to talk a little bit about those?
2: Sure. So um, I'm assuming you are referring to the Women's Movement Collaborative. Um, I am working with uh, some a really killer group of women uh, to put together a event uh, here in North Carolina in September. It's going to be the last weekend of September, and it's called the Women's Movement Collaborative. We are. Really shooting to just bring in a group of women that is that are looking to kind of connect with other women and see what what women are capable of I think you know in the fitness industry there's there's a lot of men out there there's a lot of um, barriers uh put up as far as you know kind of what people think that women should look like or how they should work out or what they should or should not do um and there's there's a really strong um a really strong influence as far as um, you know. So I love Girls Gone Strong. I, uh, and Molly, over there, is doing an awesome job, and they're focusing, you know, a lot on the strength side of things and and women's empowerment. And um, so we we love what they're doing, and we're also trying to kind of focus more on the unconventional side with the Women's Movement Collaborative. So. The unconventional side being more, a little bit more movement based, parkour, gymnastics, things like that, where, um, so we can kind of play between the two of Girls Gone Strong and Women's Movement Collaborative, just kind of hopefully uh, supplying and supporting each other. Um, Our goal is, with the women's movement collaborative to, to bring in a group of women to help them connect and explore and discover what they're capable of discover new ways of movement, uh, things that maybe they aren't seeing in the typical, you know, shape and women's health magazines and things like that, uh, that might be focusing on more traditional or, um, you know, more traditional fitness programs and things like that. So we've got uh, a really, I'm really, really excited about it. So we've got Kirsty uh, Gossert from GMB. We've got Julie Angel. Uh, she is an amazing parkour lady um, and she's bringing in a few friends of hers. Um, and then we've got uh, Mary Beth Jemmy, who's going to kind of help bring in a, element of, of play and move NAT Uh, the whole, the whole women's movement collaborative in the first place was kind of started through, uh, Abby Clark, who, um, has an awesome Instagram channel. So I highly recommend checking her out. It's feminine. Badass is her, um, is her Instagram handle or name. I'm I'm not really sure what those are called. I guess it's handle. (laughs) Um, but, uh, she and I, had been following each other for a little while and just decided, Hey, like we should really connect. We, we like a lot of the same things. And then, you know, kind of one thing led to the next. And we're like, you know, we, we need to put together an event. We need to bring women together. Like we can't be the only ones that just want to, to get together and hang out and play and try new things and just collaborate together. So that's the whole point of the collaborative is just to, get everyone together and actually work together and learn together and move together and just have some fun. So it's it's all hands-on, uh, not a lot of lecture. There'll, there'll be lots of learning, but more practical based.
0: I think that's great too, because sometimes the industry can feel a little lonely and it's nice to connect with other people. And I think too, there's definitely a sense of competition between people and doing stuff like this allows you to see that we can all help each other grow, build our businesses, thrive together.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just about about connecting and supporting. So, can keep lifting each other up and standing behind people, and you know, helping, support, and put ourselves out there a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. It should be fun.
0: <laughs> have there been any struggles to develop the event? Because I know sometimes putting on workshops and stuff can be really challenging. Of course, you have a little bit of experience already doing it. But what have been the challenges with this new event that's not your norm?
2: <laughs> well, I uh, we've. We had initially, when we decided to do this, we had set a date that we thought was going to work really well. And we picked a location, which was going to be out in Portland. And then we're kind of like, you know what? I don't know if Portland is going to be our best option. Uh, The facility was awesome. And we're super excited to go out there. And Portland's cool. Um, But you know, I would say just kind of maybe going... basically overcomplicating things was, is probably just being honest is, is probably the biggest challenge that we face. is just, you know, it it doesn't have to be super big, uh, in order to make it super awesome. So we're, we're kind of bringing it back down a notch. Uh, we're keeping it here at our facility here in North Carolina, which, which gives us a lot more control over things and it just one less stressor, which turns into many less stressors. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say the biggest thing is is just to keep it simple. Uh, and you know, honestly, if if only ten people showed up in September, I I feel like it would be an amazing event. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm just looking forward to just connecting with people. So I, I don't know if that helps at all. But um, yeah, I. I would say that totally makes sense
0: because when you're first doing your event, you need to start small and make it simple because you don't know exactly how things are going to go. And it's not that it's not amazing and that a lot of people don't even want to attend, but there are a lot of factors that come into play. And so by you know keeping it simple to start, it allows you to experiment and then to build from there versus if you get this huge complicated thing that you can barely replicate in the first place. It's like you've gotten yourself in over your head and you can't really build from there or it maybe even turns you off from doing it altogether.
2: Exactly. And with the other companies, like just having so many, uh, moving parts just in my life in general, you know, I I have two young kids, uh, two toddlers and, you know, my husband is a fireman, so his work schedule is crazy. Plus running two businesses, plus trying to take care of myself, trying to be a good wife and a good mom and and a good friend and all that stuff. So just life in general, uh, is, uh, gets complicated. So, there's no need to overcomplicate things or go over the top when, um, when you can you know minimize some of the, the stressors up front.
0: <laughs> With all the different things that you've done, what's one piece of advice you wish you could have given yourself way early on?
2: Mm, keep the one thing, the one thing. So uh, find what you're really passionate about and what you're really good at, and then hone in on that and rock the crap out of that. Uh, I would say, you know, I've done a lot of different things. And again, I've overcomplicated things and just keeping things simple and doing what you're really focusing on what you're really, really good at versus trying to put, you know, all your feelers out there and trying to do too much at once is, I would say is hands down the the best advice that I could give myself then if I'd listen.
1: (laughs) Oh, with everything that you've done and all the experience you've had, where do you see the future of both original strength and the future of fitness going?
2: Hmm. Well, um, the future of fitness in general, uh, I think that there's always going to be new trends. There's always going to be things that, you know, the, the next cool new sexy thing. But I think that down, down the road, more and more people are going to discover that In reality, everyone just wants to feel good. They want to be able to be capable of doing whatever it is that they want for as long as possible. So I think that um I think that as soon as as more people start discovering that, hey, it's really just I just want to feel good. I don't I don't I don't wanna just look sexy. I wanna feel sexy. I wanna be able to move sexy or I I don't wanna look strong. I just I wanna be strong from the inside out, mentally and physically. And I, I think that I think that that's coming more and more, I think, especially as our, the baby boomers are, are aging as well. I think that, you know, that, that generation wants to be able to live a long, healthy, active life independently. And I think that, um, I think that that's where the future of fitness is. It's, it's just living a long, healthy, capable and able life, Um, and I think that that's really awesome for original strength. Uh, and that fits right along with where we are trying to take original strength Is you know, for original strength, our, you know, again, our, our goal is to change the world through movement. We, we want people to know that they were made to move and that they were not meant to be broken or weak or feel fragile. We want them to know that no matter where they are in their life, that, that things can be better that they can move better, that they can feel better. So I cannot stand when I have a, you know, a a 40 year old or a 50 year old come to me and say, you know, I just, I just, my body's never going to be able to do that or I'm too old for that. I, or when's, you know, I I can't get down and get down in the ground. You know, I, 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 that just drives me freaking up the wall. Yes. Maybe they might not be able to right now, but I 100% believe that, um, that you can teach an old dog, a new trick, even though, um, you know, I, gosh, it just drives me nuts. But anyways, I, I believe that, um, that people were made to move and that, um, that, you know, we were, we were meant to be strong for as long as possible. So if people want to start living to a hundred years old and being able to take care of themselves and do the things that they want to do, I think that that's possible. And, and I think that that's the future of fitness.
0: I, I love that that makes you so mad because I, I hate when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, I, I just can't do push-ups or pull-ups or this or that because I have this pain or I've been told I'll never be able to do this again. And it's like, well, what have you been doing to rebuild from the ground up so that you can do this? Because it's not really, I mean, yes, there are going to be limitations. There's going to be things that slow down, change, whatever. But that doesn't mean that we can't be strong and healthy and get back to doing the things we love. Like if there's something that you love, let's find a way to strengthen you so you can keep doing it. Don't just avoid it and not ever do it again
2: yes thank you
0: (laughs) so I understand your your uh, frustration with that
2: yes definitely
0: so Danny you've given us so much great information but we have five very hard questions for you right now (laughs) and it's called the fast five fitness facts and I usually make Ryan say that because I don't like saying all the f's because I'm afraid I'm gonna mess it up but (laughs) I didn't butcher it today and I have the first question for you are you ready I'm ready all right, so what's your favorite exercise?
2: I'm gonna say farm work, uh, which is to me like doing different types of carries with different items of all different sorts. But we just pretend we're farmers, and uh, I think farmers are always really strong. So farm work is probably my favorite exercise. I don't know if that counts, but
1: <laughs> that counts. Do, do toddler carries count with that too? Exactly. So that's
2: it's so it's so versatile. That's uneven weight. <laughs> it's very. It works perfectly,
1: and especially question-
2: when they're <laughs> sorry.
1: Question number two: what exercise do you hate but love at the same time?
2: All right, I feel like this is terrible, and I'm going to say this, but it's crawling. um i I, I, I hate crawling sometimes, but I do love it. It's super effective. So crawling, I would say. <laughs> it's, it's just challenging,
0: but it's good to have challenges that you love and hate at the same time.:
2: Yes, it's so hard, but I know all how effective it is.
0: <laughs> and what's the best book you've ever read?
2: All right, so my mind is, 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 is kind of tight here because this is the most recent book I've read, but I would say Essentialism um, by Greg McCown. I don't know if I said his last name right, but uh, it's The discipline Pursuit of Less, and I feel that book spoke to me directly. Um, also, I'll throw in a shout-out for the Bible there. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good book. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I, I cheated. I gave two.
1: That's all right. It's, it's open to your interpretation. <laughs> and next question what is your favorite pump up song
2: uh, oh god that's a really good question um, I've been really jamming out to um, <laughs> meatloaf I do anything for love <laughs> um, <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> but it always makes me smile so we're gonna go with that one today that's what came out
1: <laughs>
0: there are no ridiculous songs all of them are just amazing <laughs> whatever pumps you up <laughs> And if you could train with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and
2: why? Oh man. Gosh, I should have been more prepared on this one. Um I wish I had a quicker answer for you. I I feel like maybe I would actually here, I'm gonna throw one out. I want to train with Jen Sinkler. Um I think that girl is awesome. She makes me laugh. I love that she is super smart. And um, I just finished one of her programs with Courtney Thomas, The Bigness Project. Uh, so I think I would want to train with Jen. We haven't trained together. We've only played together. But I think that would be super fun. And I'd learn a bunch from her. And we'd have a good time. So I think I'd pick Jen Sinclair.
0: I think that's a great answer. I love that. <laughs> So, Danny, can you tell our listeners where they can find you if they want some more information about Original Strength, about the Women's Collaborative, about all your future endeavors?
2: Sure. So, um, as far as following uh, us social media wise, uh, you can find me personally, Danny Almeida, on Facebook, and uh, I'm happy to provide my email uh, as well. But, uh, The best way to probably get in touch with us is either email or checking us out on Original Strength on Facebook uh, or Instagram. We post very frequently there and on Twitter as well. Um, And then Original Strength Institute is our facility. We do some fun stuff. It's a little bit different uh, as far as our posting goes on social media, but there's a lot of great information. Uh, We do put out um for original strength we put out blogs each week we put out a video each week we do our instagram flows each week so we really we try to put out a ton of information we've also got uh books out there and we've got workshops all over the world all over the US and um and most most areas we've got something coming up. So uh, we would love to connect with you there. We're, we're trying to, to build a strong community of people who want to move the world. And so we, we, we will happily connect with anyone that wants to connect and, and talk and, and
1: help serve that mission. Well, great, Danny. Thanks so much again for joining us.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you very much for the opportunity.
1: Thanks for listening to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. For the show notes and more episodes, visit redefiningstrength.com.